welcome back everyone to the Young Adult Ministry Podcast. I get to introduce you to a new friend today. Greg, you want to tell them who you are and just a little bit about yourself? Wait, but first, let me introduce the topic. We're, we're talking about this intense topic of spiritual warfare. We'll get there in yes. a minute. And we're just taking each conversation and this theme a little bit deeper. And so yep. I'm excited to dig into that with you. But first, tell them a little about who you are and maybe how this topic's hitting you as we, we enter into it. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, if we haven't met, my name is Greg Vogel. Uh, hope to meet you sometime. And uh, I grew up in Kingsport, Tennessee, a little top right corner of East Tennessee. My wife, Marie, and I, we moved here about uh, seven and a half years ago and uh, got plugged into Hope. Uh, I started coming a couple of years ago and really got plugged into the young adult ministry about um, six months ago. And I guess um, I've since come to Hope and God has been working on us uh, and our relationship and me as um, more of a spiritual leader that I've never had the privilege of, of being before in our marriage. And um, so as as we've, I guess, I've, I've been growing as a, a Christ follower, um, I I don't have a moment at which I got saved. Um, and we've talked about this before. Like I grew up in the church. My mom was a minister of music and my dad ran the soundboard. So I sat at the back of the church helping dad with everything. Um, and I think I was raised, I guess, in, in in terms of spiritual warfare, um, this is something that I'm like, I'd never even considered mm. uh, until, um, I guess recently, uh, whenever I was able to, I guess as being a believer my whole life, I'd never really felt like I had a true spiritual experience that uh, I could point to and say without a doubt, you know, that that's God, that's mm. Jesus. Mm. They just reached out to me and I got something back out mm -hmm. of all these prayers at all the time that I've spent and um, on, on the young adult retreat. That's where that first happened. So mm -hmm. I think that um, I grew up in a, in a family that um, I think a lot of people are familiar with the concept of like speaking things in, in, into existence that you want to have happen mm -hmm. um, and focusing on things that you desire and uh, if, if that's what you fill your mind with and you're more likely and surround yourself with mm -hmm. and you're more likely to achieve that so the concept of a devil or mm -hmm. satan was not something that in my church i grew up presbyterian um mm -hmm. it was not something that it was ever mentioned about the devil being mm -hmm. at work or um, my parents uh, like mentioning that so i just never even uh gave any time or, mm -hmm. or thought or or credit to when people would talk about, you know, the devil's doing this or um, the devil's really got a hold or, or is working in that way or we've got to be careful the way that, you know, the things that Satan is doing, I was just like, you know, whatever. Like, I, God's greater, so it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that it wasn't until I had that, you know, I guess a spiritual experience where I could say, like, you know, I felt Jesus presence um and spent some time with him in the throne room um during the retreat and have been able to do some of that since then where i could say okay these the the good spiritual side of this of of christianity this is this is real every other area of my life i'm 30 years old now every other area of my life where there is like good there's also bad and so if I can now recognize and point to and say, this is real, like the good side of, of uh, spiritual relationship with God is real, then I started to think, you know, like, and people would 
And I've, and I've heard talk about, mm -hmm. you know, the devil and, mm -hmm. and you read in the Bible, mm -hmm. we've many, many times about, you know, the devil and his interactions with people or demons. Um, and I just, it was a, it was a foreign thing to me. I just, mm -hmm. that's something I grew up and, and I didn't have any evidence to point to, to say like, that's real. So then I started, sounds kind of weird, started kind of looking for, mm -hmm. okay, like where'd the devil come from? Mm -hmm. Um, remember sending you that, that message and, um, just like, what, what's, what's this all about? Like, is this, mm -hmm. and, um, I think that's, that's kind of where I am now with it's still very youthful mm -hmm. uh, in terms of trying to track down in what areas of my life am I, uh, in warfare at war spiritually, mm -hmm. where have I been at war spiritually my whole life and just never recognized it. Mm -hmm. And I think that for me, and we can dive into this some, but, um, the areas where I've been able to recognize and point to and say, and, and actually give the devil some credit, mm. it's then be easy to beat him mm. because God is greater. So, um, you had that right as a kid. I had that part <laughs> right, but mm. I think that I was, uh, and I think there's probably still a lot of areas where I'm blind to areas where I like, um, I don't want to say that the devil deserves credit, but, I could say that where do some of these thoughts come from? Where do the, some of the ideas come yeah. from that you're just kind of going about daily life in a completely innocent way? Yeah. And a thought pops in your head or a situation presents itself and yeah. you you either choose out of habit mm -hmm. to act on that or to not. Mm -hmm. So, well, that's I, one I really appreciate you sharing your story and your experience. And I love how all of our stories are different. And you were given such a great heritage from your parents and had good experiences in church. I remember you telling me early on in our relationship, it's just been fun to watch you on this journey. Like, I don't really know about this whole personal relationship with Jesus thing. Or like when I read the Bible, I don't hear God speaking to me. I haven't connected with that personal side of it. And it seems like, I don't know if you remember what I said to you then, but I said, well, why don't you just stay open to how God wants to work in your life? And maybe that's the area he wants to grow you in. Yeah. And it's been really cool to watch the Holy Spirit come into your life in a greater way and just awaken you, awaken you to more of the truth of God's word that's personally for you. And even in the way you shared your story, you, you're approaching it as a learner, as somebody who's saying, I don't have this all figured out. And now that I've, I've been awakened, I've had this experience that's very personal with God, I want to learn more and I want to understand this in the way that that Jesus understands it. And so if there's any encouragement I can give to you as we we're talking about this topic of spiritual warfare, it's okay to have questions and be where you are, but I wanna encourage you to, to really be open to what God wants to teach you and be a learner, be a learner of what the Bible says about it. And there's a couple of things you said that I wanna go back to. One is this idea of like kind of the battle in your mind. And in 2 Corinthians 10, Paul actually trains us as Christians to take our thoughts captive. And because that's where the spiritual warfare really happens primarily is this battle in our mind between um, lies and temptations that come inside of us that Satan wants to, to lead us. Really, that we, it starts innocently, but ends up can leading to some big destructive things in our life. So like as you've been paying attention to this battle inside of you, how have you experienced that or what thoughts are you recognizing that you're like, I need to say not today, Satan, or whatever yeah. it is. Because that really is the uh, the fight that we're in, is to recognize God is greater and God is stronger than these attacks coming at us. But if we're not aware of them, recognizing them, 
um, then we can just fall prey to them. So right, right, yeah. yeah no, I, I I definitely can point to like a couple of areas where, um, and uh, if you don't know Daniel Tilly, um, he helps He's with behind podcasts the camera, behind the, the behind the camera. He actually oh, yeah. brought up a point in, in one of our discussions about spiritual warfare that I um, that resonated mm-hmm. with me and caused me to kind of think mm-hmm. and just kind of examine, um, you know, areas of like. I think we, I think we all just have habits mentally, like of just train a, a train of thought or mm-hmm. path that we go down that we've never really thought uh, about at all. So mm-hmm. I think that um, to answer your your question for me, um, I guess what what Daniel had mentioned was if you have like thoughts like lustful thoughts mm-hmm. um, that that pop in your head and you didn't even you, you didn't sit there and think okay. I'm gonna lust right now. <laughs> right. No, it, it, you're 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 scrolling through social media and somebody mm-hmm. pops up and the way they're dressed or whatever it is, it, it causes you to look at them and you zoom in, mm-hmm. and um, or maybe you're like, you know, what, let's learn more about this person, right. and you've gone down a rabbit hole that is lust. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of it, like you might not have even felt guilty about it because of a habit mm-hmm. or having done that before, um, and so I think that. That when when Daniel said that, that caused me to start looking at some of the things like that, you know, either and it could be that you're watching a movie or a show mm-hmm. and something pops up mm-hmm. and you're like, goodness gracious. Yeah. And so in times like when I find myself like that happens to me, mm-hmm. um, and I I wanna say that I'm innocent, right? Yeah. Like I'm you know, that's not my fault. Mm-hmm. But um I I guess I've been able to now say yeah. that's that's the devil who has in the past like given me um or or said and it is okay mm-hmm. it is okay it is like look let's scroll a little bit more mm-hmm. um to be able to just immediately realize and, and say ah that's that's the devil the devil mm-hmm. has given me that thought because if i'm going to give credit to like the good thoughts or mm-hmm. uh, the peace that i find in situations or inspiration mm-hmm. to do good things or to see somebody in need and and, and look over and say you know what let me let me reach out and talk to that person, ask them how their day is going, or yeah. like this person looks like they could use a hug, mm-hmm. like or just to have a conversation, like especially at, at uh, DM fam, like mm-hmm. at late night. So like, you know, somebody's walked in, they're new, like, hey, how how are you doing? Like, welcome, we're glad yeah. to have you here, and, and I mean that, I'm really mm-hmm. glad to see him. So if so if those good feelings, if those good thoughts can come from somewhere, can be yeah. inspired by something, then. I feel like that's kind of like if, if I'm going to recognize that mm-hmm. as, as a good spiritual side yeah. that, that lives within me, mm-hmm. then there's a bad side too. And yeah. so that's where I've been able to, instead of trying to give the devil zero credit and mm-hmm. not recognize him and just God's greater, God's greater, so I don't need to worry about yeah. it, by recognizing and giving the devil some credit and saying, he almost got me, dude. But no, yeah, not today. Not no, not today. No, it's mm-hmm. not. It's not gonna happen. Then just close the app or like yeah. move on to something else. And um, that's led that's to me good. looking at other areas of things like um, where you see a nice car that drives mm-hmm. by, and you're like, let me look at that car. Like, ah, you know what? I have a nice car. You're not gonna get me with that. Yeah. Like, cool car. See ya. <laughs> um, so just a number or, or areas where people might uh, have, have said things that in a way that maybe mm. um, triggered your pride yeah. and made you want to say something back. And mm. I, I've, I've done a lot of exercising over the years at like, what's the right way to respond? Mm. And so is 
I, I guess I, I think I have better habits now of how to just let stuff go than I used to. And I'm, I'm sure that I will continue to get better at that as I, um, you know, as, as I go on and, and continue, to try to, continue to try to learn. But I think that within that, the progress I made, I think that looking at the temptation, mm. there's still temptation every yeah. time, even mm. though my habit is now to to not say something back or to let it go, it's still tempting. It's yeah. still tempting. And so I've, yep. um, where is that's that temptation good. coming from? Mm-hmm. And so you're not going to get me, dude. Like mm-hmm. it's get out of here. Yeah. Uh, that That's you. And I don't have time for it. Mm. So that's, that's what I would say. I love that. I've, I've, I've learned a lot through that. Even over just the past three or four weeks since we had uh, that pizza day with Preston and Daniel and Matthew. Yeah. If you weren't there, we, it, when he started texting me about some of his questions around what's up with the devil and is that even a real thing? I, I was like, well, let's go talk about it. Let's do spiritual warfare 101. And so we got some guys together and just had pizza and had a great conversation. And I love that about Christian community where we can be real about our questions and then we can pursue truth together. And learning to be shaped by God's word and the way Jesus sees things is is how we grow in maturity. And then acting in obedience. So you're you're putting into practice the things you're learning. So like recognizing, oh, these things are attacks at me, and the devil doesn't have authority over me. Jesus does, and so I'm going to say no to that. And that that's how we grow in maturity. It's how we exercise our faith is by rebuking the attacks that come at us. And when we we're not perfect, when we fall, we make a mistake owning it and, yeah. and, and, and admitting it, not hiding it, covering it up. Because when we confess our sins to each other, that's where we find healing and experience the forgiveness that Jesus died to give us. Because none of us are perfect. And, and there are ways that we might not even be aware that we're messed up in our lives and we fall into something, but it really like starts in our heart. And so I think that's such a good practice that you're developing for paying attention to the thoughts and the desires, the temptations that are in there with lust, with greed, um, with conflict and pride. That's where the battle wages on a daily daily basis. And we either feed our flesh and then we grow in giving into temptation or we feed our spirit by saying no to temptation, yes to God. And the alternative is then we get to pursue what God wants. Like when we say no to temptation, yes to God, then we're more loving. We're, we're focused on how can I love the people around me? How can I give? How can I bless? How can I pursue the mission God's given me? And I think that's something you and I have been talking about too, is like, um, when you say no to yourself and yes to God, then you get to pursue God in a greater way and the mission he has for your life. And so as you, you, I want to go take this conversation in two directions. One, it's to a comment that you made earlier that other people might not be that aware of. Um, and then two, I want to get to the mission side. Okay. But the first one is you talked about your experience like in the throne room, just as that was normal. And before that wasn't a normal experience for yeah, you. That's, that's true. And I so, glossed right over that one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but that's become, uh, it was a moment for you. And then that's helped deepen your prayer life. Absolutely. And it actually comes from this verse in the Bible. It, it's our memory verse for this week, Hebrews uh, 4, 16, I believe that we can have confidence to come before the throne of grace so we can receive mercy and help in our time of need. And I might not have nailed that, so you guys can work on memorizing the verse better than me. Um, but you you had an experience where uh, you pictured yourself um, just 
head, actually being in the throne room with God. And so I just love for you to share a little bit about that and, and how that experience then encourage you to do that more often on yeah. a, a regular basis in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that, um, uh, where to start, I, I guess we were on the young adult, uh, the AmFam, uh, mm-hmm. and, and a number of other people who became a part of the AmFam that weekend, uh, went on a retreat to Montreat, mm-hmm. uh, North Carolina. And, um, I guess you had just kind of given us this invitation to mm-hmm. imagine ourselves enter into the throne room and, and Jesus, Jesus is there. Mm-hmm. And, and this was during a worship gathering. It wasn't like out on a hiking trail, but you could yeah. do this on a hiking trail. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think I think you can do this anywhere at any mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Um, I try to do this each morning after I mm-hmm. lift at the gym and I spend some time in the car before I can leave the parking lot. I read, read the Bible, and then I spend some time. Someone's calling um, me, my wife. And the, we're gonna say no we had right instructions. No, I know. I was supposed to turn that off. Silence the phones. It's all right. Okay. Um, go on. We're trying to get distracted right now. Yeah. No, we won't. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I think that anytime you want to spend time in the throne room, mm. the doors are wide open. You mm. can always go in, uh, and Jesus is always down to sit down and have a chat with you. Or sometimes, mm. like um, he and I played guitar together. Like mm. it just kind of just whatever you want to do or feel like doing with Jesus. I think mm. that he's he's always up for it. I know mm. he's always up for it. Mm. Um, <laughs> so I hadn't thought of like prayer visually before. Mm. It had always just been a list of words mm. and. Um, if you don't know what kind of learner you are, mm-hmm. I think that's helpful. Because yeah. for me, I didn't. I know I'm super visual. I'm a very yeah. visual person. Um, I like to visualize what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so praying visually mm-hmm. was huge for me. Um, and I think that combining that with uh, a mm-hmm. small mission statement I had at the time was mm-hmm. um, was trying to make myself um, smaller mm-hmm in roles that I have in my life and leadership mm-hmm. roles. I own a couple of, of businesses where I have yeah. to lead individuals and I have to lead, um, I own, a, own and run a beach, a youth beach volleyball club. Mm-hmm. And so we teach um, young females, middle school, high school range to the game of beach volleyball mm-hmm. and try to lead them in a, uh, in a godly way. Uh, it's not the focus of the club, but it's certainly mm-hmm. uh, in my mind as a leader of trying to be a good example. And so, if I'm to do that, if I'm to guide them in that way or, or mm-hmm. anybody in lead, then I need to make sure that uh, it's my mission statement those people see and not just Greg and what yeah. he wants. So mm-hmm. something That's I good. have been focused on was um, let's make Greg, the, the epitome of what Greg is, let's make that smaller so mm-hmm. that the mission statement, so what Greg wants to do mm-hmm. and what these people have bought into, they're not bought into Greg. Yeah, They've bought into this um, the mission of the club, which was... Mm-hmm to understand what, like listen to people's goals and help them accomplish them. No matter how simple, how small, or how big and how Mm -hmm. dreamy they may see, Mm -hmm. let's go get them. And people buy into that. Mm -hmm. And um, so my mission statement for me was trying to make myself smaller. And the same goes for spiritually. If if we are a vessel, you know, for God's work and um, for the body of Christ, then Mm -hmm. we're, we're best if we're in the background, if we're mm-hmm. not seen, if it's not, you know, our pride and some of the things mm-hmm. that we talked about yeah. a second ago. So that was the theme of my prayer in the thr- throne room of, you know, God, like, just make me smaller. Jesus, like, I- I'm so small compared mm-hmm. to you. And so in my mind, I just kind of, you know, if you can imagine here on the table, <laughs> you've got uh, 
Jesus up on the on his throne, a few steps up, and Greg kneeling next to him. We're looking mm. down at this situation. <laughs> You've got I'm like, let's make Greg small. And so mm. like Greg gets it smaller, 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 and then soon you can't see Greg anymore. Like mm. smallest. And I'm like, wow. I like Jesus is so significant compared mm. to what Greg <laughs> was. I've made him so small. And then Jesus is sitting here, he turns, looks me right in the face and just mm. <laughs> and um like I, I, I get chills right now. Like I had chills. I, like my eyes were closed and I watered up, and and uh, it was just this feeling of warmth. And um, I've, I've had, I guess I had a lot of times growing up where we were on church retreats and stuff, and people were like, "You can invite Christ into your life." I'm like, I feel like I've done this a lot throughout my life, but just in case, you know what? God, come into my life. Like yeah. I want to live for you. Um, you know, Jesus, I accept you as my Savior. Thank you for what you've done for mm-hmm. me and, and so many of us. So, um, you know, that was the first time where I feel really felt like overcome with just love, of mm-hmm. just just peace, warmth. And, you know, at that point, I'm like, dude, this session of the retreat, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to got to tell Corey. I got to tell Marie. I got to tell everybody about this. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a spiritual person at all. <laughs> this Holy Spirit focus of the weekend was not supposed to be for me, and I'm rocking right now. So um, I sat there and waited for it to finish. And um, anywho, I guess Thomas Maldonado, mm-hmm. he uh, invited us to, I guess, have an, an, another time. Maybe you know, there was a bit of a discussion about 10 minutes later. It's just like, there's going to be some music playing. You guys can sing along. Mm-hmm. You can pray. You can step outside. You can do whatever you want to do. It's your time. And I'm like, like, I'm good. Like I've I've had this experience. Like I accomplished the goal of of this session of the retreat. So end up um, re-entering the throne room because I get bored. I'm sitting there with my eyes closed, just waiting. Like I, I'll, I'll hang out with Jesus some more because that was cool. And so then I I was like, all right, here's Jesus. Here's Greg. I'm like, let's make Jesus really big. Let's see how big Jesus can be. And Jesus gets bigger and bigger and bigger and we're in a room here like jesus filled up the corners of the room it's like oh shoot like let's 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 make the room bigger 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 jesus just continued just fill up fill up get bigger 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 and uh eventually it was like we were so high i was like all right jesus is enormous like where's greg and greg's this tiny speck down there and again jesus just collapsed like Mm. Just I didn't I didn't make this happen in my mind. Like mm-hmm. I made Jesus get big. Mm-hmm. I was visualizing that. But the Jesus collapsing, that was just it was like I was watching a movie and didn't know mm-hmm. what was gonna happen next. And it was the same thing whenever I felt Jesus look at me. It was nothing that I said, you know what, I think I'll make Jesus look look <laughs> at me and rush me like that. It was just it just happened. So mm-hmm. Jesus just melted on mm-hmm. top of me and it was it was like Again, just in between my toes and fingers, just tingly, warm. I'll never forget that feeling. Mm. Um, so it's really inspired me to set aside time in the throne room mm. where I feel like I really was able to connect um, with Jesus and and pray in that way. And while I'm praying, like imagine him listening to me. Mm. And sometimes like we're at a dinner table uh, with a lot of friends, um, and a lot of you know brothers and sisters in Christ, my parents, my grandparents, all of us there. And sometimes I'm praying on behalf mm-hmm. of them and I'm able to look at them with Jesus at the table and, and pray like to them or pray mm-hmm. for them while we're looking at each other. It's just visualizing is very personal for me. Um, and I feel like when I, that, I, that I've grown a, a lot from just 
intentionally visually spending time in the in the throne room that's awesome and that might seem like a different experience for you depending on your your background or your journey with god and i one of the things that is really cool is that god cares about every part of us he, he made our minds he made our imaginations and he speaks to us in different ways and your your experience in prayer um, helped you to like actually personally experience some biblical truths. I was just as you were talking, I was just thinking about Colossians one and like that Jesus created the whole universe. He's the king of the whole universe, and he fills everything in every way. And so he got really big. Like he was showing you how big he is, and then you experienced how personal he is, where he like kind of. Yeah. Came, Absolutely, and you got to just be immersed in His love and presence, and that is—that's what God wants for each each one of us. He might not speak to each of us in the same way or the same image, but we're always welcome into the throne room. And for people that are very imaginative or visual learners, that can be a great prayer practice: is to actually picture yourself entering the throne room of God. And like He said, you can do that in the car. You might not want to close your eyes while you're driving. I don't recommend that. Or, you know, if you, wherever you're having a quiet time or you know, when you're feeling stressed, I've actually developed a practice of when I need perspective or wisdom, just picturing myself next to the throne and asking God to show me how he sees the situation. And it, it often just really changed my perspective. And sometimes he shows me surprising things. And so that practice of using your imagination to connect with God in prayer is a way of of applying that verse from uh, Hebrews 4 that we're trying to memorize together. And it's really cool that you had that experience that you didn't control. That was just something you humbled yourself, you welcomed the Holy Spirit to speak to you, and and God met you in a surprising way to show you his love. Yeah, absolutely. And and I would have, you know, I've I've told people this before, like, Mm -hmm. I say I'm not spiritual, like, that, what I just described to you is nuts. Like, that is crazy. That is crazy Christian, like, um, very, mm. that's out there to me. Mm-hmm. And I think I felt that way about mm. it for a long time. And I had, had heard stories of mm. people having this kind of experience. And some people will talk to you about experiences like this, that they have it on a daily basis. Yeah. And so then I start to look at it like, if you're having that on a daily basis and I just can't seem to have it at all, then maybe I'm, it's, mm. is it, is it real? Mm. Like, is it just your right. imagination? If, if, if I'm trying to, mm-hmm. and I can't, so I think I, I don't have the answer to all that, but what I do know is that for me, the, the identity of Jesus mm. living within me visually now has, has absolutely happened. And mm. it was, again, I was just overcome with, with wow, this is, this is real. And I think it really intensified my desire to live for him, just mm. having that experience that I, not once, but twice, mm-hmm. that was not anything I controlled in my mind. I yeah. took myself to a place with him mm-hmm. and he did the rest. Yeah. So, well, thanks for sharing your experience. Yeah. And so yeah. I'd like to know a little bit more about how that, how your relationship with God as that's been growing has impacted your mission, like in your, your business and how you think about your mission in life. Um, I know it's the topic you're passionate about. We could probably do like a whole podcast on just this topic, but uh, just talk about some of the ways that God's been growing you and really living out your mission, like in your work world. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe where there's a battle there, you know. Sure, that's our theme. Sure. Um, I've I look out at my mission statement and and try to say what's way out there. Does this play mm-hmm. into it? And if it's not a major checkpoint item or immediately paying in playing into a major checkpoint item, then I'm like, it. I, I don't stress about it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't, I know that I'm going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And if I don't feel like I can figure it out, then the first thing I do is point to like what word you brought up earlier, which is community. Mm. So um, asking somebody else's. Yep. As soon as I have a problem, as soon as I have a problem that I don't immediately have an answer to, it becomes someone else's problem. Mm. And it sounds very selfish of me to be like, all right, I can't figure this out. I'm calling Corey. I can't figure out where the dev- devil came from. I could have looked up on the internet where the devil come from. I could have bad place to look. Well, <laughs> and then when I and Corey didn't have the answer, then I looked elsewhere. <laughs> but I don't, definitely don't have all the answers. And I think that if we look for where, where I feel like I'm justified mm. in this is that if I'm trying to live more like Christ, Christ had community. Mm. He he handpicked mm-hmm. people that he said, you know, I, during my time, mm-hmm. my short time here on earth, these are who I'm going to spend it with. And these people are going to help me. They're going to, they're going to push me. Mm-hmm. They're going to ask me questions. Mm-hmm. I can ask them questions. We're going to go this journey together. And I think that, um, well, that that's is the body of Christ. That is I the mean, body of Christ. That's exactly what I was thinking. In first Corinthians 12, that's the picture that, uh, Paul paints of the church that God wants us to live interdependent on one another, that we're all responsible for developing our gifts and, and stewarding or making the most of this life that we've been given on the earth. But we're to be dependent on God and each other to do that. We're not in it alone. And your experience is great with that. I was just thinking about a couple things you said and just giving some biblical handles for it. You know, Proverbs are, are really great. They give us practical wisdom for life. And, and one of the, the verses that people often quote is without vision people perish without Mm -hmm. a preferred vision of the future uh, we end up really suffering and a a preferred vision for the future what you're talking about is getting clarity on on how God's made you and the mission he's giving you on the earth it it helps it helps order um, the steps you need to take in your life to pursue that mission and a part of that is knowing the desires in your heart. And the Psalm 37, 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. That doesn't mean that you always get what you want. But as you delight yourself in the Lord and you're saying, Lord, I want to give my life to you and surrender to you because you're the king, then he shapes our desires and he he orders our steps. And that, that was the other proverb is like, uh, man plans his steps, but the Lord directs his path. And And so we can make our plans, but sometimes we have to adapt and shift and we end up taking a little bit different journey than we thought through some difficult experiences. Um, but it's God teaching us more about who he's really made us to be. And that actually brings blessing to the world. That God Absolutely. has created each one of us with a unique set of gifts and desires and dreams. And he wants us to make a difference in the lives of other people. And as we serve his kingdom, sometimes all of our dreams don't come true. It's not the, it's not the magic kingdom of Disney, but he teaches us through the process of being refined. As, as we go through our life, pursuing the calling. The, and that word calling is not just for pastors and, and teachers of the Bible. The word calling is the idea of vocation. That we're, we're called to serve Jesus as our king through every different arena. As coaches, yeah. as engineers, doctors, teachers, lawyers, uh, filmmakers, whatever your craft is, um, in Jesus' kingdom, you're called to serve him and to make his goodness known through your life. And to leverage the, the opportunities you have to help other people know about who he is. And so as you've been growing your relationship with Christ, how has that side grown for you in terms of thinking about your business and um, just your faith? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that um, 
I think it goes right back to what I talked about earlier is as these, these businesses, they're not just what, when you hear the word business, you think of a product that you can sell and it makes mm -hmm. money for me in my life. Now, like now that the businesses, I guess a couple of them are created, mm -hmm. they're spinning off a couple more that are you're where you're trying to see, can we create a business? But what the business is, is it's a platform mm -hmm. and it's a platform for, um, like in the volleyball club, it's a platform for having employees that are coaches. It's a platform for having mm -hmm. um, parents uh, and and playing a small part in helping them raise their children. Mm -hmm. And then obviously the the girls of you know uh, wanting to be a place where they can come to escape um, the stress they've got from homework or an exam or whatever it is that happened at school that day. That it's a yeah, and be trained to use their gifts and yeah. achieve the goals that they have. Absolutely, it's mm -hmm. it's a platform, and so. But what is it a, for, for me, it's a platform to shine the light. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that it's whether I, we haven't talked about the other business, but the other business is a, a restroom trailer rental company. I think I have the hat on right here. Mobile Thrones, baby. So, yeah, uh, it completely came out of hats. the blue. Uh, Mobile Thrones, uh, it's, it's now, <laughs> in, it's in North Carolina here, and it's in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, Jacksonville, Florida as well. Mm -hmm. So those two are kind of ramping up. North Carolina is very much, mm -hmm. uh, it, it, is, it has snowballed beyond anything I ever would have thought it could be. But there's, there's employees within those as well, mm -hmm. and... Um, they have dreams for their future mm -hmm. and they open up to you about stuff that they're wanting to have happen. And so balancing all of that, um, I guess it, it all comes back to like Christ and the example that he set for mm -hmm. us and the examples that I need to set for the people that have chosen to, you know what, Greg, I'll walk with you. Mm -hmm. I'll walk with you, uh, in this volleyball club. I'll help you lead these kids or parents that have said, Greg, we're going to trust you mm -hmm. with spending time, uh, and create and, and this platform that you have created um yeah i i think the same thing's true in a the bathroom trailer company it's not nearly as it, it's, it's entirely not personal mm -hmm. with the customer we we drop off a trailer and leave it there's a lot of interaction of like talking with customers mm -hmm. on the phone and i can choose to just make it all about renting the trailer i can ask them how their day's going and congratulate them on the wedding that they're planning and yeah. you know, help them feel good about you know mm -hmm. the things that they've chosen to interact with but you know delivering a restroom trailer or having to go dump it mm -hmm. isn't the most glamorous job. So when you have people who have walked alongside you said, yeah, I'm going to do this um, and, and help you. And if, if they decide not to, then I'm going to be the one who's doing it. Mm -hmm. So I've, I, I think that without the light of Christ and that joy from that, I wouldn't be nearly as good of a leader or somebody that people would be willing to work with mm -hmm. uh, to do some of these jobs that, that I so I, I need their gifts yeah and I need them to be it's, it's a different kind of community but I think that um, to answer your question what uh, I guess what is happening for me spiritually is mm -hmm. is recognizing that these platforms that I have are are a platform for everything I mean everything that we have everything you have Daniel, everything you've got, all these people listening, everything we have, it's God's, and mm -hmm. He's He's allowed it. To, he's He's sharing it with us mm -hmm. while our during our short time here on Earth. Mm -hmm. So the businesses, what they do, yeah, it's God's, mm -hmm. and um, I think that just letting Him work through that, the way that He leads me, and the way that my community around me guides yeah. me to, and the stuff that they suggest of, mm -hmm. you know, is this godly? Is is this is this not? You know, feedback that I get is. Uh, that's that's what these businesses are turning into is is a platform for that. So, yeah. um, 
when you when you look at the advertising or you might not see that but hopefully that's what you experience that's where it's coming from mm -hmm. whatever you um, yeah you don't have to advertise being like a brand of a Christian business or something you just no. are a Christian as a business owner yeah. and then you live your life following Jesus and have the opportunity to shine a light of Christ right. into people's lives and I loved even thinking about the entrepreneurial side of that of how you're creating opportunity for people to develop their gifts through employment and, absolutely and that's a big part of our lives and so business owners and entrepreneurism that's a that's a gift that we can use to serve God's kingdom and sometimes um, sometimes the way that just the work world and and money and all those things are talked about it's almost shied away from but that's actually a part of how God creates certain people is to really move into that um, pioneering um, entrepreneurial realm that creates opportunities for others. And so I love how God's gifted you that way and you see it as opportunity. I know this Christmas you were trying to think about how you could leverage just that season to help your, your team be a part of maybe helping yeah. helping those that were less fortunate. So it, it, I thought that'd be a cool story if you yeah, didn't mind sharing absolutely. about what you decided to do. Absolutely, no, and, and this year a parent reached out and um, I guess we had a, a toy drive and um, at uh, I guess the toy store at Hope mm -hmm. and the Yam fam, we were like, yeah, let's, we're gonna totally smash the toy drive. We're gonna, mm -hmm. we're gonna conquer the toy drive for sure. So there we got, fam. yeah, shout out to the Am fam. I think we had know, over 400 toys at the end of it. Anywho, awesome. we, I decided to put that out there to the volleyball club yeah. because a parent in the community reached out and said, hey, we see some of the stuff that you're doing at church or the stuff you're doing in the community that you've, you know, it's out there on social media. The girls see it. Mm -hmm. And they respect that you're do that you're doing it. You're you could be a great influence on them by involving mm -hmm. them in it. Hmm. So, That's and awesome. we there's a few parents that would appreciate it if you did. Mm -hmm. And it was like, all right, it's going to be a lot more work, <laughs> but that's a really good place to put time, energy, mm -hmm. if it's desired by people. And I think I had just always steered away from it. So mm -hmm. understanding that people are open to it and, and maybe that they want it uh, allowed me to use the platform of the business to get the kids involved in the toy drive um, and the club, uh, I guess, I don't know, the club I think put in 180-ish of those toys, mm -hmm. something like that. Uh, and the club, I guess there was over 90 toys donated, the club matched the other 90. Mm -hmm. um, and then awesome. we also, I guess, wanted to have a community service day where we were to help, able to help with the um, Wake County Foster Care mm -hmm. uh, Center where they have what's called the, the Dream Team, which is 57 adults that help with uh, uh, children who have just been pulled out of their families' homes or pulled out of a foster care situation, and their the kids are they're in a state of, of trauma, like they've just had their they've been pulled out of their family. <coughs> Excuse me. And oh, no, you're good. Um, they've been pulled out of their family, and they they spend the night for two or three nights in this this house with the adults who are the dream team. Fifty seven of them. The, the adults they wash clothes. They um, they go get they, they get food for the kids. They're there all night, and they never get to see where the kids end up. So it's it's all, all these details to say um, the community that I have received these opportunities to 
to get involved in the community and make a difference in a very Christ-like way. Mm -hmm. with, with, and some of them aren't Christians, mm -hmm. but they believed in helping people. They knew that it was good to help people. And so they bought into it. They helped out. Um, and it, it was so rewarding. I mean, everybody loved that we did it. And I, I didn't know that. Um, I think the past, I mean, we've had the club, this is our sixth season of doing it. Six years, we've, yeah, six years of doing it. So I've gone a long time of not doing anything like that and using the platform mm. for some of the opportunities that God has out there for <coughs> us. So it's, uh, it's been it's been great to open up to, I guess, where the Spirit has led mm. me uh, and, and use that as a guide to lead others. Mm. Um, so... That's awesome. It's yeah, and that's that's not for every business, obviously, yeah. but it's um, it's definitely been a blessing for us. So I'm I'm constantly looking yeah. for more areas like that where the businesses and the platforms can can help people and yeah. Um, and I think that's good. that's the thing to be asking God about is how can God help me to leverage the gifts and the platforms and the opportunities I've been given to serve the kingdom and involve people in in bringing blessing to the world and showing jesus love to the world maybe even before they know that's jesus and they're connecting yeah. those dots for themselves absolutely and that helps you be able to be a voice for that and so i really appreciate you sharing a lot about your journey your experience um, thanks for being who you are in this community and continuing to learn and being humble and and just going after jesus and saying yes to him and so we hope this is encouragement to you wherever you are um, want to encourage you to really be a learner of this topic of spiritual warfare and this battle around um, really the, the warfare around our mission and our lives and that there is an enemy that wants to take us away from bringing blessing and hope and love into the world, but Jesus wants to lead us there. And he leads us one step at a time as we open up our lives to him and say yes to what he has for us. So hope this is an encouragement to you and we'll see you next time. Take care guys.